Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Today we can begin an exciting Bible study series teaching about spiritual warfare. Today is part one of four, and we're talking about what is warfare and who are we fighting against? Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and on today's episode of PIJN News, we're gonna set aside the current events, the, the turmoil of today's newspaper headlines, and instead we're gonna focus on the Bible. This is an appropriate time for God's people to return to the Word of God and get a background, get, get a foundation of the topic we're gonna be covering, which is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare, I want you to think about those two words. Now listen, I'm a lifelong military veteran, right? Spent 20 years in the Air Force and the Navy. I understand about natural warfare. And I want you to picture those, um, uh, those old World War II movies, right? You see, you see the, the airplanes or the army troops and they're all battling with each other, great Navy warfare. I've been part of that. I was in Operation Iraqi Freedom as a Navy chaplain. I am not talking about physical warfare against other human beings. But you kind of get the, the metaphor, right, of when we talk about spiritual warfare, there's a whole different set of players involved. And today is part one in a four-part series, and I wanna be specific and ask the question, warfare, who are we fighting? Now, it's important, you know, many Christians, they go through life and they're saved and they love Jesus, they're forgiven of their sins because of what Jesus did for us on the cross, but they have no idea, no clue, that we are in the middle of a spiritual war. Well, to give you the proper tools to participate and succeed in this warfare that we're fighting, and it's not a political war, it's not against other humans, it's not against atheists or gays or, or um, it, it really is against a set of spiritual characters that I've talked about in my other teaching series, Discerning of Spirits. You'll hear more about that as, you know, between the teaching segments, we'll talk about when we did a 17-part series on the four different kinds of spirits that happen in this world. Number one is the Spirit of God, he's on our side, right? Number two are human spirits, right? I have a spirit inside of me that is my identity, given from God. And then there are angelic spirits and demonic spirits, the good angels and the bad demons, Four different kinds of spirits we cover in a different teaching series, Discerning of Spirits. I encourage you to get that or review it before we dive into this concept of spiritual warfare. And again, uh, let's dig right into the scriptures. We are encouraged to fight the good fight. There is a fight that's happening and it's between the people of God and some other entities. What are the other entities? Well, before we get into who they are, you gotta realize you're at war. As Paul encouraged Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, he said this, fight the good fight of faith. You know, you're at war here. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. 
Paul is saying to Timothy, there is some fighting that's gotta happen. You've gotta have that spirit of warfare inside of you to wage war, before we get to against who, right? And we'll talk about our spiritual adversaries. Again, they're not humans, but um, let's talk about the spirit who is the commander in battle. As an Air Force Academy graduate, I understand chain of command. And I wanna obey the commander of whatever battle it is we're entered, engaged in, right? Uh, who is our commander in battle? Well, it is none other than the Lord himself. Or in the Old Testament, Joshua referred to him as the angel of the Lord, or L-O-R-D, all capital letters, the, the Y-H-W-H, the tetragrammaton, the four letters that represented the Lord, the Lord of hosts, the, the king of the army. And Joshua had this experience in, in Jericho. In chapter five, it says, when Joshua was near Jericho, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, no, but I am the commander of the army of the Lord. Now I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and worshiped him. That's how we know it was Jesus, not an angel, but this was Jesus himself appearing before Joshua, perhaps in human form or, or angelic form, the angel of the Lord, the Lord Jesus himself, right, said to Joshua, what does my Lord say to his servant? And the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take off your sandals from your feet, for the place where you were standing is holy, and Joshua did so. Joshua bowed his knee to the Lord of hosts, the, the commander of the army, and he took orders. We as humans take orders from the Lord. And that's the first rule of warfare. Who's in charge? Who's, who are the good guys? Well, in this case, the Lord is on your side. The Lord fights for you. The Lord fights with you. But more than that, he expects your obedience. He commands you to fight as a good soldier under his command. He will lead the charge, but you are to fight by his side. Learning who's on your team is the first successful element of spiritual warfare. Jesus described in this way in John 16, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority. Even the Holy Spirit obeys the Father. Isn't that interesting? But whatever he hears from God the Father, he will speak and declare to you the things that are to come. So isn't this fascinating that there is uh, not just a chain of command from God to human, but even within the Trinity. The Father is in command over the Spirit of Christ and, and was in command obviously over the Son, but the Father is the one who sends the Spirit of truth and the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, guides us into everything. Well, who is your adversary? Let's talk about that. Finally, we get to who are we waging war against? Well, 1 Peter 5 is pretty clear. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Did you know that the devil, your adversary, is causing suffering? Suffering in your life, maybe temptation, maybe sin, maybe the, the devil is 
speaking to people and hurting people. I believe he's the author of sickness. I believe he's the author of death. All of the things that cause human suffering. And people say, how can a good God be, you know, listen, there's a devil who is causing suffering everywhere you look. Every newspaper headline that talks about suffering. And, and a lot of it's against Christians. And we are to wrestle. Who are we wrestling against? Well, we're not wrestling against God. We're not even wrestling against, against angels, but uh, the Bible is clear in Ephesians 6 who we do wrestle with and who we don't wrestle with. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Now I know there's political entities out there that we disagree with and everyone says, oh, chaplain, you're, you're at war against those people. You don't like those people. No, I love those people. Even if they're evil, I love them. But we're wrestling against not flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against other humans. This is not the WWE with uh, Jesse Ventura, just the first guy that came to mind, or Hulk Hogan right back from my day. Uh, that's not the kind of wrestling we're doing, but against spiritual entities, and the Bible calls them against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. This present darkness, classic novel by Frank Peretti, you should read it, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Spiritual forces of evil? We're wrestling against demons. And the, the Bible calls them rulers, authorities, cosmic powers, uh, this present darkness, spiritual forces of evil. There is evil in the world and we're fighting against it. That is the first part of spiritual warfare. Know who's on your team, know who's on the enemy's team, and let's take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna get into the battle for your mind. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How can you discern the thoughts in your own mind from the thoughts that come to you from the Holy Spirit, or from angels, or from invisible demons? I'm Dr. Chaps. And you've seen us on this show talk about the gift of discerning of spirits. Maybe you know that I wrote my PhD dissertation entitled How to See the Holy Spirit and Angels and Demons. And it's all about this important topic of receiving the gift of discerning of spirits. How can you discern the thoughts that come to you? How do you know to learn to hear the voice of God and discern that from the demonic voice which tempts us to sin? Well, this is an important skill, and it will change your ministry. It'll change your life, which is why we've created now, not just a book, but a 17-part video Bible study on a four-disc DVD set that we would like to send to you and your church and your family and your small group. This important Bible study series goes through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. How did Jesus discern the spirits? How did the Apostle Paul discern the spirits? What does the Old Testament say about demons and the Holy Spirit and angels? When you learn to discern, it will transform your life and your ministry. Please visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and get this important video resource. Or call us toll free at 866-Obey-God and for a suggested donation of $99, we'll give you the entire 17 part Bible study series for just $99. And if you order today, we'll throw in the book for free. 
Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, or call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Get this important Bible study series for your family. Call today. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're continuing part one of our teaching series in spiritual warfare, going through Bible verses about who the good guys are, right? That's the spirit of the Lord and, and his angels. We submit to the Lord. Uh, who are the bad guys? Well, we're not wrestling against humans, we're wrestling against demonic powers that are influencing some humans. And, and there's a whole discernment that goes into how they affect humans, we'll get into that. But there is a battle for your mind. What is the battlefield? Well, if you're gonna study who the opposing players are, you gotta understand where is the battle taking place? It's in your mind. The battle for the human mind is a battle between good and evil. It's a battle between God and Satan. And the Bible begins to teach us where, where, where this warring takes place not just in our human mind, but in our human flesh. There's a part of us that craves sin. 2 Corinthians 10 begins to talk about the battlefield. Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not the, of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God to take every thought captive to obey Christ. Let's slow down here a second. Do you realize there's a battle for your opinions? There's a battle for your thoughts? And sometimes when the devil gets behind some thoughts that we have, he leads us into temptation, into sin, into destruction, we destroy ourselves. God wants the opposite. God wants to put you in charge so you destroy the devil and destroy the arguments against the knowledge of God. There are two kinds of human knowledge, the knowledge of God and the knowledge of Satan or sin. Uh, we've gotta take every one of our thoughts captive. This is the battlefield, it's all up here. And sometimes you have the spirit of God whispering, do the right thing. Sometimes you have the spirit of Satan whispering, go ahead and sin. You've gotta take every thought captive. If you're not taking your own thoughts captive, you're already losing the war. Did you know that idols and demons are connected to each other? Idols are false gods, right? And, and worshiping the true God is one way to get out of that kind of demonic deception that happens in our minds. First Corinthians 10 teaches it this way. Therefore let everyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation, let's talk about temptation for a second, has overcome you which is not common to man but God is faithful, he's your, he's your commander, right? He's helping you, he's fighting the battle on your behalf to do what? He won't let you be tempted beyond your ability, but instead with the temptation, when the devil comes, he will also, God will provide a way out, a way of escape, that you may be able to endure it, and watch how he concludes this thought, right? Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. You mean there's a connection between temptation, which is from the devil, and idolatry? Yes. If God can, can, can command you, right, and the first commandment says, I am the Lord your God, have no other gods before me, do you know idolatry is the first sin? 
selfishness, putting your own, worshiping yourself as boss makes you your own idol. You are your own God. But instead, as, as we progress in spiritual warfare, we're gonna learn how to flee from idolatry, flee from selfishness, and surrender our mind to the control of the Lord Jesus. Paul continues in this same set of verses, 1 Corinthians 10, no, I imply that pagans sacrifice, they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Notice the, the comparison here. When, when we are worshiping God with our whole heart, the demons and the temptation are defeated. This is the first act of spiritual warfare is to surrender your heart and mind to the Lord Jesus Christ, to let him be your commander. And for me, it happened uh, in, on, on 13 December 1986, the day I bowed my knee and said, Jesus, I want, I want you to be the boss of my life. I don't want to be my own boss anymore. I don't want to worship myself as an idol. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. And when that happened, it was like the light bulb went off and I understood the Bible for the first time. We need to take a short break. When we come back, we'll have a testimony about an exorcism. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Do you need a physical or spiritual healing? Are you being tested or tried? When Jesus needed to pray, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Do you need to really connect with God? If you're visiting Colorado Springs, come see the Gateway Prayer Garden just south of the city along Interstate 25. Walk our prayer trails among the trees by the beautiful Fountain Creek. Stand at the foot of our large cross and connect with Jesus. Enter our life-size replica of the empty tomb and spend time reading key Bible verses etched in stone along our ground cross as big as a football field. Join our worship gatherings and plan to attend our annual Easter sunrise worship service. We're located off I-25 exit 132A at 8035 Bandley Road, just north of the KOA campground. Experience Jesus at gatewayprayergarden.org. That's gatewayprayergarden.org. If you live in Colorado or are willing to come to Colorado Springs, I wanna treat you to a free steak dinner or chicken or fish, but we are having a gala fundraising charity event on the night before Veterans Day. It's gonna be Thursday, 10 November, and you can sign up right now. When you visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org, click on the word event, or call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God and press option five. Why are we giving away a free dinner? Because we want you to help us change the world. We're doing three important things here. We're broadcasting the gospel on television. We're funding and supporting orphans and children in India. And we are defending religious freedom, especially for our troops. Our guest speaker is retired three-star general Rod Bishop. Also, Audrey Beckett will be there. She'll be back fresh from India. And I, Dr. Chaps, you wanna have dinner with me, don't you? Sign up today or call us at 866-Obey-God. Thanks for coming. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. We're continuing part one of four in our Bible study teaching series on spiritual warfare. Uh, let's go back to one of the first concepts we covered here in spiritual warfare, and that is who is your helper? Well, 
the Lord, the, the, the Father, right, gives orders to the Son, the, the Spirit of Christ, the Holy Spirit within us is the helper that Jesus talked about in John 16. I think we talked about that. There's another place in 1 John 4 that talks about the Holy Spirit and says this, little children, you are from God and overcome them. Who are you overcoming? Satan and the demons. Why? Because he who is in you, the Holy Spirit, is greater than he who is in the world, the demons that are inside of other people. Did you know the Holy Spirit inside of you, when you surrender your mind to Christ and invite him to come and rule your heart, the Holy Spirit inside of you suddenly gives you great internal power over your mind, over your sins, over your temptation, over the devil that used to be inside of you, now he's outside of you. And that's how the exorcism happens. When the Holy Spirit comes in, the devil comes out, we'll tell some stories about that, but greater is Jesus who is in you than the devil who is in the world. Paul continues this thought in 2 Thessalonians 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. When you have Jesus inside of you, and for those who don't yet have Jesus inside of you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray with you in a minute. The devil comes out and you have the victory. Talk about spiritual warfare. I'm gonna tell you a true story about an exorcism that happened when I was a Navy chaplain. Before I became a Navy chaplain, I prayed and fasted for 40 days. And during that time, the Lord gave me what I believe is the gift of discerning of spirits. That's been the defining mark of my theology. I wrote my PhD dissertation on discerning of spirits. We produced a 17 part Bible teaching, every mention in the Bible of the gift of discerning of spirits. And so I'm, apply and I'm accepted to become a Navy chaplain, they send me to my first ship. So here I am on the ship and I'm praying and fasting for revival because I wanna be successful as a chaplain. I wanna be a blessing to the sailors, a blessing to the crew. And I'm praying and fasting continually. Uh, even after my initial fast, I made fasting a, a habit that I broke into as a Navy chaplain on the supply ship. I'm there with my knees on, my, on the floor, my head buried in the chair and praying to God, God, give me revival. God, help me save the sailors. And I hear this knock at the door. I open the door and this sailor looks alarmed and he's got you know, a, a pale expression and he says, chaplain, chaplain, I need your help. Please, will you help me? I said, what's the matter? Please come in, have a seat. So I begin to talk with him. And this young man, he confessed all this later, so none of it is secret. Uh, at his public baptism, he later told the following story. Chaplain, I was just in the shower in my room and I had this terrible thought that if I slipped on the shower and I hit my head and somehow I died, or even going to war, somehow I died that I would go to hell. I'm like, what? Well, I never told you that. Why, why would you think that? He says, because chaplain, I've been engaged in witchcraft and I have intentionally cast spells on myself and on other people to to cause myself to go to hell. I've renounced God and I'm so far away from him. Uh, and I bought all these witchcraft books and I've, I've, I've learned all these spells that I can cast on people. It gives, gives me great personal power, personal satisfaction. And sometimes the demons answer me and they go and they hex the other people that I hate. And they give me the things that I love. And, and you know, I have a, I have a sexy girlfriend and, and I have so much power that I derive from this demon 
and, but, but suddenly, chaplain, maybe you were praying for me because I felt this conviction from God that if I were to die today, I would go to hell. I said to him, I have an answer for you. And it, the answer is in the word of God. And I went through some scriptures, particularly Romans 10 and verse nine, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Have you ever been saved? And he said, no chaplain, but I wanna pray. And we prayed a simple prayer like this. Father in heaven, I renounce my sins and my demons. I renounce my idolatry. I have worshiped a false God of witchcraft. I have worshiped demons and I've let them into me. But I renounce those and God, I ask for you to forgive me. Instead, I invite the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I don't wanna be my own boss anymore. Jesus, I want you to come into my life and be my boss. In Jesus' name, amen. We said that short prayer together. And then he looked up at me and I said, now look me in your eyes. Did, did you mean that prayer? Were you sincere with that? He said, yes, chaplain. I said, now you foul demonic spirit of witchcraft, come out of him in Jesus' name. He began to weep and weep and weep. As the demon of witchcraft departed, the Holy Spirit came into him. And the next day, without even me telling him, he called back to his girlfriend back home and said, burn all of my witchcraft books. I have become a follower of Jesus Christ. He got baptized and gave his life to Christ. Right there on the ship within three days. And then I never saw him again. I don't know what happened to that sailor, but he was following the Holy Spirit. As the demons came out of him, as the Holy Spirit came into him, there was a dramatic transformation and that was a victory in that young sailor's first experience of spiritual warfare. Have you ever experienced this? I wanna pray with you. Pray with me and just repeat these words. Father in heaven, I renounce my idols. I renounce my demons. I renounce my sins. Father in heaven, forgive me of my sins. Instead, I turn to Jesus Christ who, turned, who gave his life for me on the cross uh, and I accept the sacrifice he made for me when he died on the cross. But Jesus, I want you to be the boss of my life today. I don't want sin or Satan anymore. Jesus, come and be my Lord in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed with me, I want you to pick up the phone and call us today at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. On the next teaching show, we'll have part two in our four-part series on spiritual warfare. What are the weapons of your warfare? See you then. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my original My Slippers are back in stock. You've made them a huge success, and now I've added smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new colors. And with your promo code, you still save $90 a pair. Not only that, I'm having the biggest closeout sale ever on our sandals and slides for as low as $19.98. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not gonna find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90 on my original my slippers or for as low as $19.98, you can get our sandals or slides. Quantities won't last long, and with my 60-day money-back guarantee, you can rest assured they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 